Hi, everyone. Tino and Judson here. Like many of you probably do, we feel shock, grief, outrage, helplessness, and deep, deep sadness over the Tyree Nichols murder by the systemically racist and broken law enforcement establishment in the U.S. We decided to give the story its own space as it didn't seem appropriate to include it in one of our regular weekly shows, given the tone of our usual episodes. Instead, we've dedicated an entire special episode to this tragedy on our YouTube channel. We'll tell you in advance that it's not what you're used to from us, no humor, just our raw feelings about the senseless murder and the, the need to go back to the drawing board on policing in America. We do hope the show you're about to hear, which is more in line with what you've come to expect from us, offers you some distraction and entertainment for the next hour or so. Enjoy. John Ossoff. <laughs> <laughs> in a closet on a podcast with some gay dude and he says you know what just you know my my shirt is making too much noise i, I have to take it off it's like the democrats paid these people off let's pay them off Let, let's make it look like the republicans can't govern and don't deserve any gavels whatsoever but they did it for free <laughs> <laughs> Tis of the wave. <laughs> Excuse me. Tis of the wave and not the rock. I'm sorry, is it open mic night? Is that <laughs> what we're doing at the Senate? I, th I thought we were having an impeachment trial. I did liken Tucker Carlson to an after meal <laughs> shit earlier in the show. <laughs> you, you did. I, I remember that. <laughs> You're listening to Facts and Friends. All right, one sec here. I need to find my show notes. Uh, is it this file? And if you come to my house, you'll find Chick-fil-A bags all over the floor, but you're not going to find any classified information. Okay, that's not it. Not, not it. Uh, what about this folder? No, that's just a bunch of gay porn with a few random classified documents mixed in here and there. No big deal. No, no totally fine. Everybody's got uh, those. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Ah, here we go. Welcome to this Clean Your Fucking House, Lindsey Graham episode <laughs> of the Facts and Friends podcast. Oh, Chick fil A, yeah, Chick -fil -A Chick rappers all over their around. floor. Yeah, that's ridiculous. My name is Tino, and joining me this week is my friend and co host. Most of you know her as the newest spokesperson for Eminem's Candy. Wait, what? From the deep, hot south, representing every color of the rainbow. <laughs> She might melt in your mouth, but never in your hands. It's the sultry, the sweet, the sometimes with nuts, but not this time. <laughs> Here she is, Miss Brooke Eminems. <laughs> Hello, Miss Eminems. Regretting so many life choices right now. <laughs> yeah, no, no, that's good. I, I was, I was better than I expected, I guess. <laughs> the right went nuts when the green M&M changed into shoes they deemed too dikey. So I'm sure they're going to love you. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You get the high heels going on. Uh-huh. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to shave, though. Like, everything. <laughs> For those of you that don't get that reference, the Brooke M&M reference, last week we revealed our drag names while talking about George Santos. We used, like, a street we grew up on and the last thing we ate. For example, I was Lynn Buffalo Mac and Cheese, and <laughs> Lindsey Graham would be like Magnolia, some male prostitute's asshole. <laughs> oh, my God. 
<laughs> oh, Lindsay. I didn't even get a laugh. That got an oh my God. It's what it did. It's what it got. Okay. You can put a laugh, in, a laugh in and post if you want. But um. I'll leave it just the way it is. <laughs> so much so much show to bring to you this week. We're going to look smart with the revelation of Pence classified documents. <laughs> we are. Yes. We'll play the mega mega edition of Did the Right Lose Their Shit? I think they did. Yeah. We'll see. <laughs> We're going to check in on the Dunning-Kruger-McCarthy house. And finally, we'll catch up with the former guy who had a pretty busy week. <sighs> Before we dive into the news this week, I wanted to share something with you and the listeners, Judson. Okay. While I was editing the show last week, I came across a troubling bit of sound from you. Oh, good. It kind of created a separated at birth question in my head, especially with like all these rumors swirling about you being a right-wing plant. <laughs> Right, yeah. All those rumors swirling about created by someone. Here it is. I want you to have a listen. It's you and someone I now suspect might be your doppelganger. How could this happen? Why am I persecuted? <laughs> <laughs> Care to defend yourself, Mr. Cruz? <laughs> Ah, uh, I am not now, nor have I ever been the Zodiac Killer. I just want to be clear. It's possible my dad shot JFK, though. Oh, that is possible. I, I don't know. I'm well, just... We're going to keep an eye on you, buddy. Yeah, you, you should do that. And I am so, so very sorry, everyone. <laughs> All right, on to the news. So my mom is a former psychic, so I know where I get the gift, Judson. How are you a former psychic? Well... <laughs> I guess she just stopped claiming she was. Okay. And she stopped having people pay her to do readings. Oh, uh, but, but she might still be a psychic, just not a professional psychic. I don't think you lose the gift. Well, I, mean, I don't know how it works. Maybe you can. Check this out from our show last week. Do you think if they executed a search on George Bush or vice presidents like Mike Pence that they would find <laughs> classified documents? I think it's certainly possible. I don't, I don't, I mean, I don't know. I think it's likely. Yeah, exactly. I don't, I don't, I'm sure this is not an isolated incident. I suspect it isn't as well. And that Mike Pence definitely did it too. This is a <laughs> prediction from last week. <laughs> that that I, clip was put together by our new producer, George Santos, who, who assures me it was in no way altered. I remember it differently. <laughs> but still, we came off looking pretty smart, I think. We did. We did. All joking aside, we definitely called it that other officials would have classified documents. I mean, we didn't exactly go out on a limb to call that. It was but. not. Yeah, it was not a very bold prediction. Yeah, <laughs> no. And I've heard that the justices actually asked other former presidents to go through their things as well. And vice presidents. It was the National Archives. Uh, yeah, National Archives. You're right. Yeah, National Archives. That's what it was. They sent yeah. a letter to all living former presidents and vice presidents asking for them to check through their documents. Like, hey, maybe just give it a once over, guys. Um, right. Might have missed something. Obama's people have already responded that, that they don't have anything. Well, it's kind of that kind of worries me kind of down the road when President DeSantis directs his DOJ to <laughs> raid Obama's properties in 2025. Well, I, my my guess is they went over everything with a fine tooth comb the moment the story broke about Trump, honestly, just to get ahead. Of I it. sure hope yeah. so. Pence having documents gives Biden some cover, much like Biden having them gave Trump cover. Yeah. But yeah. we still want to be careful to point out that the Biden and Pence cases are far less serious than the Trump case. Absolutely. For reasons we stated in episodes two and three, you can go back and listen. We're not going to go back over that. Nothing's changed, right? I mean, the situation is for Pence is basically identical to that of Biden. Pretty much. They found stuff they weren't supposed to have immediately contacted authorities. Yep. Exactly. Let's move on. I am so sick of these documents. <laughs> yes, indeed. This week, Judson, we are saying farewell to one of the most idiotic games we've ever played on this show. And that's a pretty high bar. <laughs> People have listened to this show. But let's end it off with a bang. Here we go. It's time to play the easiest game in podcasting. Did the right 
lose their shit. Mega, mega edition. <laughs> it really is the easiest game in podcasting. It is. And stupidest. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, sure. I have three stories from this week's news, and I want you to rank them from least shit loss to most shit lost. Oh, okay. Sure. Okay. So it's a little different, a little uh, a slight spin. Yep. It's going away, so we might as well have fun with it. Let's start with your new employer, Judson, the M&M and Mars company. <laughs> M&M's put out a press release this week responding to a problem that I did not know existed. Here's what the press release said. America, let's talk. In the last year, we've made some changes to our beloved spokes candies. We weren't sure if anyone would even notice, and we definitely didn't think it would break the internet. But now we get it. Even a candy's shoes can be polarizing. Therefore, we've decided to take an indefinite pause from the spokes candies. Now, one of the first signs of a huge controversy and outcry, Judson, is when I have to do research to even find out what the fuck M&M's is talking about. <laughs> I had heard the original story, so this was not a surprise. It was to, to me. me. I missed it somehow. I guess it all started back in January 2022, and I doubt you'll be surprised by who helped start it. The other big change is that the brown M&M has, quote, transitioned from high stilettos to lower block heels. Also less sexy. That's progress. M&Ms will not be satisfied until every last cartoon character is deeply unappealing and totally androgynous. Until the moment you wouldn't want to have a drink with any one of them. That's the goal. When you're totally turned off, we've achieved equity. That was Fox News senior white supremacist correspondent and hardcore candy porn aficionado, <laughs> Tucker Carlson. M&Ms will not be satisfied until each and every candy is completely unfuckable. <laughs> That's basically what he's saying. I have a technical question. Does it qualify as hard vore if you eat the candy after fucking it, Judson? Ooh, I'm going to say yes. I'm going to say that it does. I think so. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Now, as a rule, we don't normally judge kink, but can I judge this one? I please, because what the fuck? Fuck. I think we can both agree that that's probably not actually his kink. So yeah, judge away. He just he just wanted something to be outraged about. So yeah, mock at will. So that was how the story got started a year ago. Here's how Fox News broke this hard-hitting story most Americans really care about profoundly just last week. Well, M&M's putting its woke spokes candies on hold. The candy giant most notably changing the green M&M's white go-go bo boots to sneakers. Remember that last year? The horror! <laughs> no nonsense sneakers instead of fuck me go-go boots? Another question, Justin. Yeah. If being less fuckable makes you more woke, is Tuckum secretly the second most woke person on the planet? <laughs> uh, after whom? You, duh. <laughs> I walked into that one, yeah. Okay. Um. <laughs> well, the good news is Maya Rudolph, not Brooke M&M's, is taking over the spokes candies. That's a word I was hoping to get through my whole life without uttering. <laughs> I'm sure the right will love Maya just as well. It also has all of us wondering if Tucker Carlson will think Maya Rudolph is sufficiently fuckable. <laughs> well, I commented, I think, at least... I guess the bright I don't know if it's the bright side, but the upshot here is that instead of complaining about the candy coating on this story, <laughs> if you will, if, if you'll allow it, instead of complaining about unfuckable candies and sounding like just weirdos, they're going to have to be like outright racist misogynists to complain about Maya Rudolph, you know? I don't know what your point is. I, I don't expect they will hesitate at all to do exactly that. I mean, that's, that's what they're going to do. Yeah. Right. I'm just thinking that that's harder for some people to just shrug their shoulders at and ignore. I doubt it. And it's not hard for some people to do that. It's, 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 it's a mixed bag. Like Eminem. <laughs> so right on the heels of the Eminem's non-story, this blockbuster broke. Finally, there is this. First, it was Eminem's. Now it's root beer. 
Rudy the Great Root Bear. He serves as the mascot of A&W restaurants. He's now going to be wearing pants. Apparently, according to the company, Rudy's lack of pants was quite polarizing, they say. He's been on the job since 1963. The spokes bear, quote, is a six-foot-tall bear wearing an orange sweater. We knew people would notice even a mascot's lack of pants can be polarizing. Oh, my God. First, I, it was M&M's. It's ridiculous. Now, a bear has to have... Oh, what are you crying? I mean, having, what is the problem? <laughs> it's just the woke police cancel culture has gone it's just a ridiculous. Guy. The woke police will allow no spokesperson to be fuckable. <laughs> bear or candy... <laughs> I will go to my grave defending Rudy, the great root bear's right not to wear pants, no matter the place or time, said Jeff Tubin in a statement. <laughs> that is Fox business losing their shit over, I don't know, help me here, Judson. A cartoon having to put pants on? A cartoon being drawn differently with pants. That is what they were upset about. That's polarizing. I think what you're looking at is the right's real problem with most everything that happens is change. They don't like change. I didn't even know AW had a mascot. I was totally unfamiliar with this story. I hadn't I had heard nothing about this one. Is it anatomically correct? Does bear uh, penis <laughs> move more units? <laughs> I think there's a little nugget of genius in this story, okay? Okay. I think this story was designed by a fairly smart person in marketing at AW to get picked up by the right-wing outrage machine. Sure. No one complained about this. Very few people no. even know about A&W. I think they were really just uh, making a play to get free advertising, and I think it worked. Yeah, that sounds like a great plan, yeah. It, it probably did work. All right, so Eminem, A&W, that's story number one. Oh, together. They're not one and two. Okay, that's one story is fuckable cartoon characters. Or insufficiently fuckable cartoon characters. <laughs> Right. Without a free use bear, I don't even know why we're... Go ahead. Yeah, come to our second story. Pass around party bear. All right. <laughs> our second story is one we covered first when it was announced back in 2020. There's really the straw that broke the camel's back. She sounds very sad. The most, <laughs> the most disgusting decision, and I'm only being partially sarcastic, is that they're redoing... Splash Mountain. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I got really, really, really triggered about this yesterday, and my brother thought it was kind of funny how upset I was. I was very upset. Uh, I still am because I think it really shows that nothing's safe. Nothing is safe. That was conservative youngster and murderer of our national anthem, Sailor Sable. Do you remember Sailor oh, Judson? Sailor, yeah. 2020 CPAC. Oh, the ramparts we watch were ooh, so, ooh. Ugh, so flat. Key change. <laughs> Are everyone's ears sufficiently bleeding now? Ow. Ow. Yeah. Why? Why? Would Why you am I persecuted? <laughs> She's really upset about Splash Mountain. Right. That's when they announced it. Right. That was a few years ago. Just to give background for people who maybe don't know about the story, Disney decided to rebrand Splash Mountain uh, back in 2020 with a more relevant and less racist intellectual property. What they're going to do is they're going to replace the sort of problematic Song of the South theme with the Princess and the Frog. Oh no, she's black. What are they going to do? Uh, to me, it seems like a win-win, but to the right, it's a bit more of a wine-wine. As the day finally came this week, 
the day when Disney World in Florida shut down Splash Mountain. They are closing Splash Mountain officially because the Wokesters got Disney to cave. The right was very upset about this. Yes, they were. There was a woman, I, I saw her photo of her holding her dear infant. <laughs> I saw that one too. <laughs> the infant's name, Judson, Splash Mountain. Spl- <laughs> Splashly, I think someone said. Oh. <laughs> like spelled like Ashley with a E-I-G-H, Splashly. That poor, <laughs> poor child. But she was named after Splash Mountain. I don't know what her actual name is. There was a meme of some of the characters from um, Song of the South okay. who were also featured in the ride. One of them was holding a Brer Lives Matter sign. Oh. Tasteful. Especially this week. Especially this week. Someone tweeted that it was almost like losing a friend. <laughs> you guys need better friends. Please message me if you need any help or someone to talk to. Wow. There were even calls for Ron DeSantis to declare Splash Mountain an historical landmark. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kind of surprised he didn't do that, actually. I am, too. <laughs> Seems like a, a no-brainer for him and, and uh, attacking the woke, the wokesters. And because the right is always about the grift, people on eBay yep. were selling water <laughs> they claimed to be from the last day of operation of Splash Fish Mountain. Splash Mountain right, water. water. <laughs> Prices were as high as $1,000. I would love to know who bought that water. Because I would like to sell them many, many, many more things. And you would disqualify them from being in the U.S. Congress, as you established last week. Both, both at the same time. Them and poor Navy veterans (laughs) whose dogs were killed by George Santos. Just those two groups of people. Just that one guy and the the other group. Unless you're saying George Santos killed more than one dog, which I would believe. I believe that as well. (laughs) So. So I guess we won. I mean, between having less fuckable candy, covering up that bear's junk... Canceling Splash Mountain. Our work is done. I think we can close up shop. I think so, but isn't there another story? Oh, that's right. <laughs> we still have to shut down Newsmax. <laughs> Far-right propaganda and misinformation network Newsmax is being dropped by AT&T. The conservative outlet Newsmax has been dropped from DirecTV's channel lineup, despite pleas from House Republicans who said the action would impact their ability to reach constituents. DirecTV said the decision came down to Newsmax asking for rate increases, which, quote, would have led to significantly higher costs that we would have to pass on to our broad customer base, according to the Daily Beast. Cue the cries of cancel culture. It's also uh, uh, an attack on the members of Congress, (laughs) our ability to get our message out. And I know in our office we're getting deluged by phone calls and emails of people that are upset that Newsmax is being shut down. It's been a reliable source of information uh, to millions of people. Motherfucker, are you out of your damn mind? <laughs> Thank hey, you. Leslie, I haven't heard from you in a while. Thank you. <laughs> that, that, was, that was Mary Miller, Republican congressperson from Illinois, followed by a spot-on reaction from actor <laughs> Wesley Snipes. <laughs> what do you make of this story, Judson? Is, is this a democratic attack on free speech? No, it's not. Okay. It's, it's a capitalist attack on a money loser for them. Newsmax wanted more money. A lot more. Uh, because of what they claim are their viewership figures and AT&T DirecTV said no we will not pay you that much more money because it would impact all of our other customers who don't watch your bullshit. They even went out of their way to say that you can find Newsmax for free through their through the app. And it's also still available on DirecTV Online. Yeah, you can watch all these things. They just they aren't going to broadcast it anymore. Through one specific delivery system. Exactly. Through their, their That's dying. <laughs> it is dying. Well, the party that screams most vociferously about cancel culture has a plan. And, and you know, I, I'm absolutely disgusted 
discussed it uh, at DirecTV, who is owned by AT&T, and and what they've done to join the woke mob and censor conservative speech. But I do hope that, uh, you know, the companies that do back conservatives and are there for them, like, say, Patriot Mobile, are benefiting from this. Um, because there is going to be a mass exit from AT&T. Wait a minute, Judson. There is going to be a mass exit from AT&T, but as you just said, the medium is dying. So, Well, no, she's threatening in that clip. A boycott, yeah. Which seems like she might be trying to cancel AT&T. Oh, 100%. Sorry, am I supposed to pretend that I'm surprised by them engaging in, in this cancel rhetoric? Every accusation is an admission. Every time they've cried about cancel culture, it's because if they had the power, they would cancel everything that they disagree with. And what we've done in you know the last election is give them some small bit of that power through the house uh, through the uh, the balance of power in the house. Well, Patriot Mobile is America's only Christian conservative wireless provider. Is that what it is? Okay. Our mission, they say, is to defend our God-given constitutional rights and freedoms. I did a little bit of looking into this grift, and it turns out Patriot Mobile has been around about a decade. It was founded by far-right activist Chris Wilson, who claims to have worked on a number of right-wing campaigns, including Mike Lee, Alan West, and oh... Look at this, Ted Cruz. How was it working with Mr. Wilson Judson? Why am I persecuted? Wait, was that you or Ted Cruz? I I honestly don't hear a difference. (laughs) This past summer, Patriot Mobile claimed to be instrumental in buying 11 seats on Texas school boards, enough to flip four of them to being a majority mega crazy. Uh, In recent interviews, an executive director at the company went on record with conservative misinformation outlets saying that Patriot Mobile's goal is to install school board members who will oppose the teaching of LGBTQ ideologies, fight to remove pornographic books and stand against school anti-racism initiatives. So one thing that isn't happening and two things that aren't a problem. Right. Got it. Also being the true patriots they are, Patriot Mobile outsourced their graphic design to India and the Philippines. America. (laughs) America first, but not really. For those of you who use Sprint, you will be pleased to know that Patriot Mobile also uses Sprint's network to provide service. Oof. All right. In Did the Right Lose Their Shit, Mega Mega Edition, we have these stories for you to rate from least shit lost to most shit lost. There is insufficiently fuckable cartoon mascots, Disney closing Splash Mountain, and DirecTV discontinuing Newsmax. I was going to go Splash Mountain, M&M's, Newsmax. But, ooh, wait, I'm worried about the Newsmax one because Fox is not going to push as hard on that one. Because that's a competitor. That's true. All the clips I found about the Newsmax story came from Newsmax. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna flip that. Okay, so we're gonna go with Newsmax, and then we're gonna go with Splash Mountain M and M's. Well, you pick. So that's what we'll go with. <laughs> I don't agree. I, I would go with M and M's, Splash Mountain, Newsmax. But I do get your point about uh, Fox not covering Newsmax. I feel like the right lost their shit about Newsmax, but I feel like it was not as big a story. I mean, they talked about it, but like I said. They're not going to go all out for Newsmax. All right. Well, let's say goodbye to Did the Right Lose Their Shit? Uh, so long. We will not miss you. Even as stupid as it is, I might miss it a little. <laughs> we'll be right back. The Facts and Friends podcast is brought to you by people like you. More and more, corporate America is taking over the podcast scene. Your support helps stave off a complete takeover. Please take a moment to share the podcast with your friends and followers via social media or word of mouth. And don't forget to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Thank you so much for helping out. It really does mean a lot. 
So the petty, vindictive, do-nothing House of Representatives is still muddling through its first hapless month, Judson. Yes, yes, it is. Our loyal listeners know we refer to it as the Dunning-Kruger-McCarthy or DKM House. Sounds like a frat house like that, but yes. So news warranting, we'd like to take a little time each week to keep you abreast of what they're up to. First off, this week, birthday wishes are in order, Judson. Two. Speaker of the House and nominee for the 2023 Facts and Friends Louis Gohmert Award. That's the stupidest person <laughs> in Congress. Kevin McCarthy Woo! turned 58 this week. Yeah, you want to sing? No, I do not. I don't either. <laughs> <laughs> we'll leave that to Sailor Sable. Oh, you got to find a clip of her singing happy birthday to someone That would be else. so funny. <laughs> it's got to exist. It's got to exist somewhere. Well, the birthday boy also made good on his unprecedented and unwarranted promise to remove Eric Swalwell and Adam Schiff from the Intelligence Committee. Oh, Unlike other committees, the Speaker of the House, no matter how humiliatingly they attained the position, has sole <laughs> discretion over the members of the Intelligence Committee. So there was nothing sane congresspeople could do. Right. He might run into some problems trying to get rid of Ilhan Omar. There's definitely going to be some problems with some of the others, yes. But... If nothing else, I've learned never to underestimate the partisan hackery of the GOP. I thought you were going to say Kevin McCarthy, and I was about to oh, no, go no, off I, on you. I don't think it's possible to underestimate <laughs> Kevin McCarthy. Exactly. <laughs> never overestimate Kevin McCarthy. That's One the, more thing about his birthday, Judson. I wanted to talk for a quick second about his cake. Okay. May I direct you to the show notes to uh, have a look at the sure. this photo here of McCarthy and his birthday cake. I see it. For those of you who can't see it, it is a two-tiered cake with a black base and a white upper layer topped with a golden gavel. It's definitely not Starbaker material. <laughs> <laughs> but my question is this. What is this guy's obsession with the gavel? We, we've talked earlier this show even about how we do not judge kinks. Whatever bedroom toys he prefers, it's really not any of my business. And it, you know, that's, that's fine. I, I don't get it, but... Remember when he tickled a bunch of conservatives threatening to uh, assault Nancy Pelosi with his gavel? I want you to watch Nancy Pelosi hand me that gavel. It'll be hard not to hit her with it, but I will back it down. Now remind me, Tina, was that before or after Nancy Pelosi's husband was assaulted with a hammer. Before. Okay. And we got to see the body camera footage from that attack this week. We did, yes. And as is true with most body camera footage we see, it was troubling. Oh, for sure. But unlike most body camera footage we see, there were no police murdering black people in cold blood. I, we weren't talking about that. We're not, but I... It's still on my mind. I know, I get it. That's... So while it wasn't the most disturbing body cam footage we saw this week, it was certainly not easy to watch. I don't, did you watch it? I had to stop it, but I did see the beginning of the assault. I had to stop it the first few times. Today was the first day I actually got all the way through and I regretted it. Paul Pelosi's attacker was there for his wife, Nancy, of course, right? Right. And I don't know if you heard this, but he placed a call to a San Francisco Fox affiliate shortly after they released the body cam footage this week. And you can hear him spouting back rhetoric that's so similar to what we hear on a near daily basis from the far right misinformation gas bags. Listen to this. What's what? What do you want to say? Because they release, as you know, they released the video earlier today. Yeah, I saw that. Yes. What? Um, what did you want? Thank you for calling me. What did you want? What did you want to tell me? Um, now that you all have seen the body cam footage, I have an important message for everyone in America. You're welcome. Uh, Freedom, liberty, isn't dying. It's being killed systematically and deliberately. The people killing it have names and addresses. So I got their names and addresses so I could pay them a little visit. I have a heart-to-heart -heart chat about their bad behavior. The tree of liberty needs watering. 
men of valor, patriots willing to put their own lives on the line to stand in opposition. You're not a patriot fucker. Just to be clear, the quote that he's referencing there is that from time to time, the tree of liberty must be watered with the blood of patriots. And he's uh, attempted murdering people that he considers to not be patriots, right? He's got it completely backwards. That is the last thing I expected you to pull from that audio. I'm just thinking when you, when you go with the historical reference like that and you get it completely fucking wrong, I kind of have a problem with that. It's also a bullshit quote. They, they quoted in The Rock uh, with uh, Sean Connery and, and... I am the last one. That's from The Rock, right? <laughs> different, different, different Sean Connery movie. Oh. <laughs> but Sean Connery's character in the movie replies to the guy quoting that, uh, the general quoting that to him, by saying that patriotism is the virtue of the vicious. Like, th that's the the whole point. Uh, the, the, the flaw in that argument in the first place is that patriotism is not a virtue in and of itself. Is The Rock a Michael Bay movie? <laughs> I think it was, actually. You say so many things that I think are wrong, but that, that sounds right. Thanks for putting it that way. <laughs> I mean, when you're trying to mess with me, you say so many things that are... You just did Sean Connery's Dragonheart as if it were The Rock. <laughs> it was directed by Michael Bay. See, Leave I, it to a yeah. right-wing loser, an attempted murderer, to quote a Michael Bay fucking film. <laughs> Jesus. <sighs> I'm afraid that I quoted it, actually. I thought I was he just, was quoting it. I mean, it's in there. I don't know that he's directly referencing that particular oh, okay. usage. Well, Armand White reviewed De Pape's call and said it was brilliant. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Five yeah. stars. No notes. Yeah. So despite the release of surveillance video showing this attacker using the hammer to force his way into the house, some on the right still insisted this was just some friend of Pelosi and the attack was staged. Listen to this extremely rare footage of Fox News confronting one of its guests with actual facts what no the other issue is is look where where is the evidence of a of a breaking and entering i get what you're saying sandra about always casing the area there's video yeah, of him breaking seen, through the house there's I, video, I of him seen breaking, a video of him breaking through the house okay it's on the screen right now okay. um, I, no he's and i assume it's with okay. the hammer that he you later see him with but there's clear video that we have been given outside of the house the attackers on the right side of the screen breaking through the house got it what a, okay, yeah, great. Then I mean, maybe he's, that's he's, true. He's clearly, maybe he's clearly using that to break in. Yeah. Yeah, okay, but but what can't we talk more about what what is the DOJ doing? The man who narrowly avoided extreme motion sickness from his own pivot there is Fox <laughs> News. I'm not entirely He's sure a, he avoided it, honestly. I mean, so right till he got off camera and then he hurled everywhere. He is vomiting out a bunch of words <laughs> that don't make sense. Yeah. Uh, that is a uh, Fox News regular and criminal defense attorney Brian Claypool. Make a note if I'm ever charged with anything, I do not want Brian Claypool to represent me. Thank you. <laughs> I don't know about you, Judson, but I'm dizzy from the clip. <laughs> I am shocked, though, that he didn't jump to, like, gas stoves or Hunter Biden's cock. <laughs> I mean, he almost simply said, okay, sure, so maybe I'm wrong, and then go back to his exact same point. Like, but how do we know that this guy wasn't his friend? Because friends always break into my house with hammers. That's Well, there was a conspiracy theory that he was a male prostitute who was there to have sex with him. Elon Musk shared that. Yeah, Musk shared it. Yeah. Kinsinger actually shared a list of all the people who have lied about or raised doubts or amplified conspiracies and it is a who's who of all of the right wing assholes that we normally talk about it's, in this show. It's almost all of them. Yeah, it's it's absurd. Ever the sane 
fact-driven group that the far right are, Judson, <laughs> they had a solid theory as to what was going on with this attacker in Pelosi's house that day. Go on. I have been a part of Deliverance Ministry for over 14 years. That was a I've red flag, things, by the way. I've heard it things was. that would make most people never sleep again. And when I heard that at the end of the clip, I thought, is he growling? Because I've heard that come out of human beings before. We really are dealing with the powers and spirits and principalities. And while our country has been taken captive and appears to be possessed, if you will, people can also, as they open themselves up through worshiping these lesser gods, through worshiping sex gods and disorder and indecency, you can open yourself up, particularly when intoxicated, uh, to these entities. So, you know, where one goes out, he brings seven back with him. And, uh, and the, the condition of that man is worse than it was to begin with. That's assuming that this man's house has ever been cleaned to begin with. With Chick-fil-A wrappers all over it. Uh, <laughs> she's saying he's possessed. Oh, sure. I'm almost surprised she didn't reference the, remember that video we talked about in Discord, the uh, syncopation being a way that uh, the demons get in. Not helping matters, though. Pelosi did not dispute the claim by her daughter that after the attack, they had a priest come and perform an actual exorcism on their house. Oh, sweet Jesus. Maureen Dowd interviewed Nancy. Nancy Pelosi and her daughter Alexandra together. And during the interview, Alexandra said, quote, over Thanksgiving, she, meaning Nancy Pelosi, had priests coming, trying to have an exorcism of the house and having prayer services. And Pelosi didn't dispute it. It's on the record. There's a little crazy on our side. Why am I persecuted? <laughs> oh, God. <sighs> Thanks, Ted. Jesus fucking Christ. Nancy was a fine speaker of the house. She was great at her job. Clearly very effective. Holy shit. Yeah. Demons aren't real. Well, rather than try to scale back their rhetoric and calm their murderous base, the right decided to create a new caucus, Judson. Wokeness is weakness. It's a cancer that's eating America from inside out. You look at the recruiting numbers in, our, in the United States yeah. military way off of its goals because many of our troops are telling us they're sick and tired of spending all of their time on diversity and inclusion training on not and not on how to fight wars and that's why I want to start a caucus focused for the first time in Congress on uprooting wokeism. Did you hear about this? So I did not hear about this, but I have a very big question to start off with. Okay. If wokeness is weakness, why are they constantly whining about how the woke mob continues to take things away from them that they want to keep? Like the woke weak mob is winning. Apparently. Excellent question. <laughs> that was Republican Jim Banks of Indiana on Fox News Ugh. vomiting a bunch of words that somehow end up at the new anti-woke caucus. I desperately want to get one of them on the record on video actually defining what wokeism is because because they be don't great. ever do that. They don't ever do that because they can't because it doesn't mean anything, at least not the way they use it. I know your rant isn't until the next segment. But, it, it's starting now. <laughs> but could I ask you to remind our listeners what so-called wokeness really is, Judson? W wokeism is anything that they don't agree with. It's the stand-in. It's the new communism or socialism. It's anything that they think is bad has been labeled woke uh, they've tried they've appropriated I, I would say i was gonna say they tried to appropriate but really they have appropriated the term woke oh absolutely from its origination as simply what what amounts to basic empathy and the acknowledgement that other people have struggles that are real and exist it's basically what it comes down to but they've now classified anything that they disagree with as woke so that they can simply claim that they're fighting against some sort of nefarious forces that are taking away all the good things 
from real America. Well, okay, let's move on. I have a question for you, Judson. Okay. What do these five people have in common? Yay, Kanye West, uh-huh. Nick Fuentes, mm-hmm. Milo Yiannopoulos. Any guesses before I give the last two? White supremacy so far or uh, Holocaust denialism. Keep going. The last two are Ilhan Omar and Rashida Tlaib. Oh, and it really well. figures as a right-wing plant. <laughs> you'd lump those two in with the actual anti-Semites. <laughs> How about being accused of anti-Semitism? <laughs> Does that, does that count? Yeah. <laughs> now, this isn't directly related to the DKM House, but the Republican National Committee held its winter meetings. Congrats, Ronald McDaniel. Apologies to uh, Mike Lindell, who got four votes. <laughs> four whole votes. I'm sure he's launching a, an election fraud investigation. Absolutely. I'd expect nothing less. This is like the right just putting their hand on the stove again, too, like re-electing Ronald McDaniel. <laughs> it's third it's term, like, right? She's, she's the most losingest... <laughs> like, RNC chair that they may have ever had. Her and Trump are just a dynamic duo at losing. <laughs> so in these meetings, not only did they elect Ronna McDaniels, but uh, they voted unanimously to condemn all five of those people that I just listed for anti-Semitism. <laughs> so I got it right. Two of these things are not <laughs> like the other. Yeah. Also, where's Trump? Tuckums? MTG? I could go on. Half the Republican caucus? Right. Um, I mean, at least they got the first three in there, I guess. I feel like they only got the first three in there so they could They're then- They're sacrificial lambs. Turn around and attack- That's all it is. Omar and Tlaib. They're like, who can we most afford to give up in order to condemn right. half the squad for anti-Semitism? Finally on the House, Judson, there's a bit of a rumor going around about one of the- Never Kevin Congress people. Now, to protect his identity, I will not refer to this alleged child sex trafficker by name, <laughs> nor will I name this person's young Latino houseboy. <laughs> Do we call him Rapey McForehead? Is that the. We're not naming him. It's a code name. Nobody knows who that is. Rebecca Jones, <laughs> who Ron DeSantis fired for refusing to lie about COVID for him, uh-huh. she's become a bit of a congressional insider of late. And word on the street is that, what did you call him? Rapey McForehead? Rapey McForehead is openly bisexual and is allegedly having an affair with his young Latino press secretary. Who is different from his young Latino adult. Adopted son slash houseboy. Correct. Okay. Just just wanted to be clear. There's a lot of young Latino boys in the story. I'm we just... need to be careful here, Judson. Sure. We can't give our audience any additional details about this congressperson other than to tell them that he often enjoys, after our meetings with his press secretary, so much. I almost had to smoke a cigarette afterwards. <laughs> now, out of an abundance of caution, we have disguised the voice so you will not know who this person is. <laughs> We are going to keep you posted on this story. I really hope it's true. Same. I think we did a really good job, though, of keeping our audience in the dark about who we're talking about to protect his quote unquote innocence. He did not doing anything wrong necessarily <laughs> this time. This time. Yeah, I think the guy's 23 or 24. That seems fine ish. It's fine unless part of your life's work is to attack LGBTQ people. <laughs> yes. Yes, then it's not fine anymore. No, it's not. We'll be right back. Hey, FNFers, Judson here. Tino and I are always looking to interact more with our fantastic audience. If you have questions, ideas, complaints, or just need a friend, you can reach out to us at factsandfriends at gmail.com. That's facts, the letter N, friends at gmail. And if you want to make a more intimate connection, I'm on Twitter at the fault in my arse. Again, the fault, the letter N, my arse. And you can find Tino at Uncle Tortilla. We can't wait to hear from you. 
So it's a sort of good news, bad news situation here in the C block this week, Judson. Oh, yeah? Yeah, the good news is that for the first time this entire season, we are not covering Anthony George DeVolder. Can we, like, bleep his name there? Sure. (laughs) But the bad news might be a little worse than the good news is good. (laughs) We are covering this guy. For the latest in stable genius news, it's the Trump Roundup. To put it succinctly, Judson, same shit, different year. Yep. Time Magazine Online described his New Hampshire speech on Saturday, that's today, as falsehood-filled. No. (laughs) I'm beside myself. Who could ever have predicted this? I don't know. Trump repeated his big election lie to thunderous applause, even inventing a reality wherein foreign leaders were slow to call Biden with their congratulations. He said, quote, they just didn't believe it. They didn't believe the results. But how would he know that they didn't call him right away? It's all a complete lie. (laughs) Exactly. But like, there's no plausible reason that he would have that knowledge, I feel like. Very shortly after the news media called it for Biden, there were then reports of all the calls coming in. Congratulations. Yeah, of course. They were thrilled not to have to work with Trump again. Well, in earlier campaign events this week, Trump made some interesting campaign promises. Do tell. Implement the direct election of school principals by the parents. It's all about the parents for their children. More than anyone else, parents know what their children need. If any principal is not getting the job done, the parents should be able to vote to fire them and select someone who will. This will be the ultimate form of local control. Our country has, frankly, never had anything like it, or let's say for at least the last 50 years. All right, Judson, my my eighth grade civics, a little rusty. How does, help me out here, how does the president of the United States force state and local governments to change their laws regarding the hiring of school principals? Uh, Via authoritarianism, I believe, is the mechanism (laughs) that that happens. Um, Yeah, that's that's some crazy-ass shit right there. I bet Patriot Mobile can help him out. I... (laughs) I love how he says that parents know what's best for their kids. Yeah, that's why I uh, ignore my kids' doctors and dentists and uh, right. Uh, <laughs> of course, of course, they're teachers, even though they're you know trained to educate people. I know what's best for my kids. I mean, what the fuck does that even mean? Come on. When they get older, your kids are gonna be learning shit that you never learned. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully. Are you, are you gonna correct the teachers? <laughs> well, when not rigging elections, the GOP loves using extreme scare tactics to get votes. But Trump took it to a new high or low. If you take a look right now, the nuclear word is being mentioned all the time. This is a word that you're not allowed to use. It was never used during the Trump administration, but now other countries are using that word against us because they have no respect for our leadership. World War III would be a catastrophe unlike any other. This would make World War I and World War II like very small battles. God, he's so stupid. The best way to ensure that such a conflict never happens is to be prepared with unmatched technology and unrivaled strength. To this end, when I'm commander-in-chief to build a state-of-the-art next-generation missile defense shield, just as Israel is now protected by the Iron Dome, a dream once thought impossible, 
America must have an impenetrable dome to protect our people. Vote for me or Armageddon. Wait, didn't he say nuclear all the time? He, he did. Said, he said you couldn't say it, but like in the Trump administration, but he, he wanted to throw nukes at hurricanes. He did. Like, <laughs> That's very true. He started with Sharpies, but Sharpies were just a gateway drug. He went from Sharpies to nuclear weapons. My brain hurts. Well, speaking of courting Armageddon, there have also been multiple reports rumoring Marjorie Taylor as a potential VP pick for Trump. (sighs) Yeah. I don't buy it. If he makes it that far, and I don't know that he will. I'm thinking this would be Christy Nome. I don't see how he'd pick her. Uh, Christy Nome. Yeah, Christy Nome. Yep, I can Mark see that. Mark it down right here. Yep. January 28th, 2023. And he will make some really inappropriate statements about his VP as well when he's... Uh, oh, 100%. And in comparing her to Kamala Harris, he is going to uh, make some even more repulsive comments. <sighs> yeah. Yeah, I can, I can uh, hear them now, unfortunately. I can too. All she needs to... B qualified is a black pussy. No <laughs> brain Judson. needed. Thank you, Mr. Cruz. That was completely unedited commentary by Judson from season one about our vice president, Kamala Harris. <laughs> now, oh, as an America first, <laughs> now, now, as an America first patriot, Trump also took some time on the campaign trail to acknowledge one of his favorite fighting forces. You know, they're very good fighters, the Taliban, but they never fight at night because they don't have binoculars. We have given them brand new thousands of binoculars, better than what we have, far better than what we have, because they're brand new. They're the best. Okay, Justin, you're kind of our MAGA MAGA whisperer. What the hell is he talking about? I'm a little confused, too, uh, because binoculars are not, like, by default night vision. So I I assume that's what he means, that they're like night vision goggles. But he used the wrong word. So not binoculars. No, I, I think he probably is referring to some sort of goggles that allow you to see at, at night. So, so okay. I, you got me, man. <laughs> now, can you help me understand why he's complimenting the Taliban? No, no, I definitely cannot help you with that. <laughs> Maybe it's because they share the same values. <laughs> Authoritarianism, repression of yeah. women, minority. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. No, that tracks. That tracks. So while he was still in office, Trump launched an investigation to prove that Russian collusion allegations were a hoax. Of course he did. And uh, that investigation finally bore fruit, Just. <laughs> According to the New York Times, the special counsel appointed by Trump Attorney General Bill Barr released a report this week. And while he found no evidence of a conspiracy against Trump, he did find something. (laughs) (laughs) Allegations of financial crimes on the part of the Trump team. Wow. (laughs) Serious enough to prompt DOJ to open a new criminal investigation into Trump. How many of those do they have now? (laughs) A lot. That's That's a lot. That is chef's kiss, is it not? <laughs> it's it's beautiful. Poetry. Absolutely. Well, all that aside, Trump was a big winner last weekend, Judson. How, how so? He won, asterisk, <laughs> the <laughs> Senior Golf Championship at Trump International Golf Club. Wait, wait. But last weekend? Yeah. Wasn't, uh, correct me if I'm wrong here, but wasn't he at the funeral for Diamond last weekend? He, oh, indeed. <laughs> Let me explain. Oh, please. Trump went onto his social media platform, which I will not name because the name is a fucking lie, uh, <laughs> to call his victory 
a great honor and to explain that he, quote, competed against many fine golfers and was hitting the ball long and straight. He said, you need strength and stamina to win. And I have strength and stamina. Most others don't. <laughs> you also uh. need strength and stamina to govern. So so why don't we just have Tiger Woods be president then? Like, Is that what we're... Well, most other people have neither strength nor stamina, apparently. Or or don't have both. I, I, I don't know what he means. I don't either. But apparently golfing is presidencing. Presidenting? I don't know. I guess. A couple details here. First of all, and you kind of hinted at this, he didn't actually compete in the first day of the tournament at all. No, no, he didn't. He was talking about not knowing Silk and vocally being bored at Diamond's funeral. Cla- classy as always. Oh, it's so classy. I was, I really, I punched myself for not covering that, but I think <laughs> the good audio didn't come in until Sunday and we'd already recorded. Yep. All right. Apparently, though, <laughs> despite Trump missing the first day of his own tournament, he gave himself a five-point lead going to the second day. Well, he had a really good round earlier in the week, so, you know, he couldn't, right, just, that was his excuse. He couldn't just waste it. Facts and friends would like to extend our heartfelt congratulations to Trump Jong-un, both on his victory <laughs> and extending his, quote, never cheating in sports or election streak to whatever he says it is. <laughs> Finally, Judson, yeah. Trump is coming back to mainstream social media. Yeah, I know. Elon already let him back on Twitter. Yeah. He hasn't used it yet, but word is Trump is getting ready to start tweeting again. They're, they're workshopping his first tweet back um, on it'll, Twitter. It'll be a beauty, I'm sure. Additionally, Meta announced that it is ending Trump's Facebook and Instagram bans. Yeah. Now, I'm deeply concerned by this. I have actually deactivated my Facebook account as of today. But let's face it, Facebook's pretty irrelevant anyway. But I understand you have some feelings. I do. Fuck Facebook. No, seriously. Social media sucks. Fuck Twitter, too, for that matter, and probably all the rest of them. But I'm a basic bro, and those are the two I've mainly used. Uh, Where was I? Uh, Oh, right. Social media sucks. Like, a lot. It might be too soon to say for sure, but the early evidence seems to point to it being a gigantic cell phone by humanity. Neither our first nor our last, but let's not get distracted. I'm open to opposing viewpoints here, but I haven't really heard many. Now, that's not to say that social media doesn't have any redeeming value. It does. I've met some really great people entirely thanks to social media. Kept up with some of my more distant family and reconnected with folks from my past who I might never have even spoken to again if not for the miracle of webs and dots and comms. Just as one example, I used to have, well, I guess it still exists, but I I used to actively run a small satire page on Facebook. It never really took off, but it was a nice creative outlet for my overall anger at stupidity and hypocrisy or or at least it was, right up until Trump came along and killed satire as a medium. As a creator, it's kind of hard to feel fulfilled your work mocking conservatives and their positions against things like green energy when their leader literally says out loud that he thinks windmills cause cancer. But I digress. So I have this small satire page that gets a few likes and shares from time to time, but since it isn't really taking off, I reached out to a much larger creator in the same space to ask for advice. Turns out he's seen my stuff, even an older page I did for longer form writing work and thinks there's potential in the new page. Long story short, it further turns out we have a lot in common. Both cishet white guys, with at the time two kids, similar political slants, similar ages, similar backgrounds, small rural towns in the southeast. We both even live in the same state. No, scratch that. We live in the same fucking town. And now, I don't even know how many years later, he's one of my best friends and one of our biggest Facts and Friends fans to boot. 
So social media is incredibly powerful, allowing us to reach out to people with common interests and goals, make connections that we couldn't imagine in our day-to-day, face-to-face lives. Which, of course, is exactly why it needs stringent protections and policies in place. Great power, great responsibility, yada, yada, yada. My online friend becoming my real-life friend is a a nice anecdote, a a fun little bromance meet-cute. A couple of different guys meeting online through their shared interests who get together to form a white supremacist terror cell? Not so much. And when those two guys find out about groups like the Oath Keepers and Proud Boys, well, couple that with a dangerously deranged former chief executive desperate to retain his office despite losing an election, and you get exactly what we got on January 6th. Which brings me back to my main point. Fuck Facebook. After years of lying about everything, from crowds to COVID, Trump and his enablers came within a silvery hair's breadth of overthrowing the very foundations of this country. We can bicker and argue about whether the demise of the U.S. as a world power would be a net negative, at least in the abstract, but January 6th was very nearly a literal disaster. Over 350 of the rioters have been sentenced for various crimes committed, but virtually no one who was truly responsible for the country, very nearly falling utterly under the sway of an authoritarian regime, has even been charged. It's been two entire years, and the biggest, and possibly from his point of view, worst outcome for Donald Jackass Trump was to have his Facebook account locked. Boo fucking who. And now Facebook, I'm sorry, I beg your pardon, Meta, has decided that, well, two years is probably a long enough time out for almost ending democracy as we know it. Let's get us some more of that sweet rage engagement he used to bring in. They'll dither on all day about guardrails and oversight and community standards. They'll blather on about how the public deserves to hear from politicians. But the truth is, he was never subject to the rules they had in place before, and there's no reason to believe it'll be any different this time around. And we've already heard what he has to say. The man won't shut up about stolen elections and witch hunts, not even to give a goddamn eulogy. And what he says that aren't outright lies can at best be described as incendiary rhetoric. But really, it's hate speech. He's used racist slurs against his own Secretary of Transportation dozens, maybe hundreds of times in the past several months alone. So fuck Facebook and Twitter too. Despite all the friends and family I keep up with there, despite the new friends and contacts I've made using their sites, despite all the potential future good I could enjoy there, if I could only ignore their pesky risking democracy for clicks business strategy. They've chosen not to just platform, but to re-platform one man's hate speech, which should have no place there to begin with by their own fucking policies, after everything we've seen and heard. And in re-platforming him, they open the floodgates to the entire gamut of authoritarians and white supremacists and misogynists and bigots, insular incels and xenophobic zealots that go along with him. Fuck fucking Facebook. Thank you, Judson, uh, for our first ever installment of a game I'm calling. It's time to play the easiest game in podcasting. Did Judson lose his shit? <laughs> that is our show this week. Thank you all so much for listening. The, the Facts and Friends podcast is written, directed, edited, and produced by the two of us with occasional but valuable contributions from a few very smart, very funny people. Don't forget to help us out by spreading the word about our show to your friends and followers. Also, Please take a quick second to give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also check out the brand new Facts and Friends YouTube channel for shows and clips. Stay safe. We will chat with you next week. Take care, everyone. I'm not the only person on screen right now who's been falsely accused of a terrible sex act.